Well, as the world mobilises to mitigate the impact of COVID-19 outbreak, we're joined on Collective Conversations today to talk about leadership. And of course, um, who else would we go to but the CEO of the Lighthouse Group, Peter Nankervis. Peter, thanks for joining us from your isolation. Tell us, um, where are you and uh, what's been happening? Hi, Susie. No, delighted to be here and thanks for the uh, invitation. Uh, I am at home, uh, you know, uh, in a family of five uh, in self-isolation. I got back from an overseas trip just in the nick of time on Friday, uh, as did my one of my daughters who we had to bring back at short notice from uh, the US. Uh, and so uh, all five of us are actually in self-isolation in Sydney, uh, um, managing the family dynamics of uh, work and home life with both my, my wife and I are working and and kids doing uni and schoolwork together all in the same house. So it's uh, a fascinating experiment in, uh, in you know, uh, both how people are working and your response and maintaining, you know, your health and well-being. So uh, there's lots to talk about. So even though there's five in the family and in the one house, it uh, may have been a long time since you're all together under the run- one roof for such a long time. No, I mean in a way, it's been a great chance for us to reconnect and catch up. And there's, lot- there's lots of us, lots to talk about, and you know it's quite good fun actually in terms of you know we're having organising little play events every day. I've, I'm I've been doing communication classes out on the back deck every uh, every evening, which I think my my daughters are. Um, are finding quite amusing so we're having some good times as well (laughs) oh that sounds good and how's the cooking going i leave that to my wife she's excellent (laughs) good answer (laughs) well let's uh, look at the global stage and uh, what's happening like you know everything's changing at such a rapid rate um now you know i'd like to talk to you about the leadership opportunity in this time of crisis what have you found well, yeah, generally, I, I think, you know, there's a real call for for leadership and, and calm and, lead, you know, people leading or leaders leading people through the fear that, that they fear uh, on a number of fronts, uh, you know, but right now, you know, I think a lot of most organisations are in a bit of crisis mode with, you, you know, the, the trying to really repurpose their economic models in terms of what what forecasts that they can possibly see and, and the expenses that they have and try and predict with some uncertainty over the next three to six months what that means for them in terms of what they need to change. And I, I see many organisations really acting quickly with that. And uh, secondly, you know, overnight organisations have moved into lots of people, just about everyone working from home, which is kind of some commonplace in some industries like professional services and uh, you know, maybe financial services in some of those areas, maybe healthcare, but to, in a lot of other industries, it's really quite unusual and uncommon for people to to work like that. So there's a quite a big, big change for a lot of people in terms of how they're working and getting set up to do that effectively. And, and I think from a, you know, if you look at leadership teams around the country, they're, you know, meeting daily in terms of this crisis around what they need to do to to manage this effectively and most importantly, what communication they need to give to their people to keep them uh, current with the things that are happening within their business and within the, uh, the general economy overall. So lots happening. So what do you hear, Peter, are the common challenges for leaders right now? 
you know, the three key things, one is economically, how do they repurpose their economic models to forecast effectively for the next three to six months? Secondly, what, what ways of working they need to set up for their people? Uh, and thirdly, how do they communicate effectively to their people on a daily basis? So what positive things though, are you hearing that people do respond to during this time? You know, I'm hearing examples of people, I mean, I think the CEOs I talk to, quite a few of them are very pleased with the way that their people are responding. They've been quite self-directed in setting themselves up, you know, joining calls, doing what they can, being quite flexible and supportive about what they are needing to change within this situation. I think everyone understands this is this is rapid fire and intense for everyone, and we all need to respond to the best ability. I, I see some organisations structuring teams of people, colour coding teams of people, organising people and rostering people around when they're at work, when they're at home. So they're managing both the health and the mental well-being as well as the work participation. Well, I, I see some good examples of CEOs communicating well. I, I think there's a common message of you know, we're all in this together. There's certain business units within businesses that are going to be fine. And then there are a lot of business units that are going to be really badly affected. So it's kind of like how to, how do we operate across the business to minimise the, the, the damage and optimise the strengths in a sense. And I'm also hearing some really good examples of innovation. I, I was talking to the managing director within one of the business units of Aon uh, this week and he was talking about a fantastic innovation that they've come out globally, actually, that came out of Italy straight after the crisis and has really had a lift to their revenue, which which is great. And, and you know, I see lots of examples of leaders really trying to step up to take on the responsibility for their teams and for their units and telling their CEOs, look, you know, it's okay, leave it with me, I've got it covered. So I think people are really trying to be as positive as they can be. So you talk about positivity. How would you say that organisations then are actually playing to their strengths? You know, in terms of there's certainly one side around what their strengths are in terms of where the business can be optimised from a commercial point of view. And I think the other part is uh, trying to come back to the plan around some of the things that they were trying to do strategically and really stay on track with that. And and thirdly, I think also sort of coming back to their core values uh, you know, that's really there to guide the organisation and the behaviour of the organisation. And, and it's really prevalent in times of crisis. There's a, a great leader I know says, you know, when you're ever, when you're ever in times of difficulty, just, just go back to the blueprint, you know, that, that gives you the answer of how we should respond. And I think, you know, many organisations are doing just that right now. So probably it started off that uh, it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, all this change, what's happening? But then um, you know, rally around and the blueprint's already there. So we, we've got to rely on that and trust in that. Yeah, we do. I think, though, it's very important that leadership teams remain aligned and people try and remi- remain aligned as much as they can to what the organisation has set as their, their strategy and their goals. And it is very easy at times like this to go off piste and, uh, you know, try try and find your own paths. And, right, you know, in times like this, it's it's really important to stay united and stay collective and stay, stay aligned around the things that you know are most important. 
That probably just doesn't happen, though, does it, in um, the workplace? It also happens on like the political scene, what's happening now. You can see that uh, everyone's following suit because you've got to get it done, but there are the cracks and chinks appearing as people decide to go out into the different areas themselves. So, um, you know, there is that common theme that's coming through that we all have to be aligned to get through it. Yes, and I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, Scott Morrison obviously um, setting this, um, you know, coordinating commission group to, to you know, which is assembled from some pretty impressive people, including David Thody and uh, and Paul Little and others, and and you know that that's a you know that's that's what most organisations would be doing in a similar sense to setting a if not their leadership team, a leadership response group, and uh, and having daily communication like Scott Morrison is trying to do each evening and and trying to prioritise the things that are most important in the right order. So, you know, um, he's not getting it all right, but he, there's certainly some good things that they're trying to do. Give the big picture too, because it's people outside from different areas to actually come together and give their view with the task force that he's aligned. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it's, you know, I don't know about you, but you, you, you there's a lot of information coming at us as well, Not not just from them but from everyone I think and you know it's it's kind of you've got to sift through that a little bit too don't you to sort of work out which pieces you really want to hear and which pieces you need to 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 not kind of listen too much to so that it doesn't distract (laughs) you from what you need to do. It reminds me of the, you know, the chatter over the backyard fence in the old days. You'd have the one, um, you'd, you know, you're listening to the news service, you're listening to all this information coming in and then someone else tells you, oh, no, 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 we're closing down at da-da-da-da. And you're thinking, oh, really? Oh, and you scramble for Google to see, well, where was that? Where did I miss that? And I know. And, and that, well. Exactly. And, you know, and, and that can lead us to be trying to, to be very reactive and responsive and, impulsive and maybe react to our emotion which is which is often um, not the best action right now we need a cool head to keep calm and to take a breath and you know come back to the plan so does it come back going back to the plan and you've got the leaders and the leadership group and that and it's trust and making sure that uh, you're trusting and delegating too yeah, I think you know that's definitely true for organisations that have a more mature workforce, and by mature I mean perhaps more stable leadership. It's easier to do that where you've got a lot of newer employees uh, or forming teams in sort of more immature organisations. It's a lot harder, and it requires some more directive leadership. You can see from some of the other countries around the world where you know, where it has been a bit more centralised in times of crisis, it can actually remediate things quicker. There's a balance there between having some good clarity centralised and and also decentralising and empowering others to to kind of self-direct and self-determine what's required. Uh, But it does depend a little bit on where your organisation's at and the level of development of it. Have you been interested in just the different ways around the world the leaders have um, communicated and tackled this crisis? Oh, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's so diverse and uh, and different according to what country you, you're in and and uh, you know and, and it's kind of the length of time that it's taking organisations and countries like Singapore, for example, and what they've done and what Italy did and what we now now are doing and what America's doing in contrast. And, 
you know, in the global conversations I'm having, really the conversations about weeks, you know, what, how, how many weeks are we behind you or how many weeks are we in front of you? And, and I think everyone's trying to predict kind of what then the flow on effect and the, the degree of the hockey stick is going to be and what that's going to impact on us economically to sort of determine what we need to do. Um, but the difficulty is there's just still lots of uncertainty. So, you know, leaders, uh, the challenge, the leadership challenge is how do you navigate through that uncertainty right now? Mm. And uh, what sort of direction would you suggest the leaders be giving? Well, I mean, terms, firstly, in terms of, you know, navigating uncertainty, you know, my suggestion, I mean, we, we, we use the metaphor of a compass which I think is a simple and effective way to think about things like this. So, I mean, we all know a compass. It's got a northeast, southwest. We use it to navigate ourselves or have done over the years before uh, we had things like um, uh, what we've got in our car. But uh, what's happening right now is what I would be calling the south, which is there's lots of fear and uncertainty and and with that fear and uncertainty comes lots of anxiety and negative emotion and uh, insecurity and so what people need to what leaders need to do to, to navigate through is they need to kind of manage the south and I can talk a bit more about that but also they need to give some north direction for people the east refers to kind of leading according to your values so really navigating people towards what the core values are and what their core values are because that's going to play to their strengths uh, and the west really is then about how do you focus people in the right ways on the right things now and give them meaningful work so um, we use the compass as a metaphor in those four directions to help leaders really navigate through uncertain times and to give some sense of control and certainty to people within a context of uncertainty. I really like that idea of the compass because you can picture it and it's you know easier to latch onto and remember the different stages like the north, south, east and west. You said um, unpacking a bit more about the south because that's where we're at the moment. That that is yes. Yeah. So so the south is is really about. Um, fear and and resistance and uncertainty and you know all the things you know a good analogy in Australia is the southerly wind that blows isn't it on a you know usually on a summer's afternoon and if it blows all the time it becomes really exhausting you know and we're in a time at the moment where just people don't know how long the southerly wind's going to blow for it's really important I think that leaders validate people's emotions and 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 hear and listen to the ways people are thinking and try and kind of normalise the responses not being different or unique for each individual but as something that's quite normal in, in this time. And But also fear is kind of your imagined worst-case scenario. So, you know, leaders can manage the South more effectively by talking about what the best-case scenario is and possibly what the likely scenario is rather than just the worst-case scenario because we all get stuck in ruts of perspective and I think if leaders can kind of help mobilise people's perspective on situations, we can then start to have different views about things and get you out of just your thinking into kind of what are you going to do about it and what action are you going to take. Leaders can be kind of quite helpful, I think, in trying to clarify and break things down simply to say, well, look, you know, I think just let's just focus in on this one thing today or let's just really dive into this goal or this priority for this week because that's the most important thing that we need to focus on. So, you know, I think really managing the South is all about um, managing people's perspective. 
Mm, so with the South, as you alluded to just then with emotions, you've got the work and focusing on the work, but other things, as you know, people are staying at home and um, you know, a very different home life scenario. How can leaders help manage the emotions of their workers? Well, firstly, I think it's about setting up as much positive emotion as possible. And, you know, positive emotion comes from the things that you value personally. So having a structure around some of the things that are important to you, like fitness, your family time, connecting with friends, you know, the, the work structure and the collaboration meetings that you can be attending and being part of perhaps things you want to learn or create that you might be looking forward to and not have had time for for some time. This is a fantastic opportunity to come back to some of those things to really use this time really positively. So I think that that's the starting point. And secondly, is then managing the negative emotion, which is really about what I was talking about before, which is about, you know, listening, validating helping people change perspective, giving people action and priorities to get them moving with things and and keeping an eye on people and connecting with them really regularly. I think the more we talk, it's almost like, who am I going to daily chat with today? I had a, an example personally last night where one of my great mates who's very sick with uh, cystic fibrosis uh, had his 50th and, and the poor guy is in self-isolation on his own away from his family and and having his 50th birthday on his own. So about 15 of us all joined on a on a Zoom internet uh, virtual call uh, to have a beer for our friend who was turning 50. And it was just such a positive experience. We all had a ball and we shared stories and, uh, you know, it kind of just little things like that can, can make people immediately uplift. Yeah, just even talking about it now, you can sort of visualise it and just go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like I think um, on the news the other day, there was the lady who turned 100. Well, of course, she was, you know, was always looking forward to turning 100. And there she is behind the glass at the nursing home and all her family are the other side and uh, yet they still made it work. Exactly, exactly. Now, we need to be creative, definitely, and find different ways to do things and experiment with different things, but celebrate the things that we that we keep that we need to and that we, we ordinarily would. And you don't have to be face to face to do that. No, but um, also as if uh, leaders didn't have enough on their plate uh, with all of this, and everyone else has got their busyness right up. How can leaders? stop people, uh, their workforce becoming too distracted. Yeah, and that's, I think a lot of leaders are really concerned about that uh, right now. Uh, you know, a lot of, lot of people working from home, what have they got to work on kind of thing. So number one is to bring people back to the enterprise blueprint, and that's the north, right? So what's the purpose? What are our strategies? What's our value proposition? Where do we want to? Where do we want to really, from a strategic point of view, speed up, stop, do similar right now? And 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 if you can articulate some examples of success to people around what things they need to double down on, and maybe what success looks like if we focus on that, I think you know normally you talk about the north of being three years. I mean, what do we? What does success look like in three years? Right now, it's like what does success look like in three months? And I think the more specific we can be, the better, because that is something we can't be certain about necessarily what the outcomes are going to be, but we can be certain about if we do this, this should kind of happen. So the more we can communicate that, I think is helpful. Uh, secondly, you know, I, I think there's 
a re- collaboration is so important right now. And, I, you know, most organisations or many would have communication or collaboration as a core value. So really doubling down on this right now and connecting people to core business challenges or, or, or and to use the time to kind of make more efficient in terms of the way that we work is a really, really useful, constructive thing that we can do. So particularly about how do we collaborate around customer practice groups to share common customers or to work with to work more efficiently with common customers is a really good discussion points to be having how do we now deal with these technology and business transformation changes that many companies were going through but now we're doing it remotely without the physical support necessarily so how are we going to set people's mindsets up to be able to deal with that in a really positive way and to enable that most effectively is a really good discussion to be having. What what systems do we need to set up now so that when we get through the back of this, we're going to accelerate rather than, you know, slowly kind of move out of it is a really good conversation to be having. So there's lots of room for some great collaboration, getting working groups together around some core things, customer, people, technology systems. And then I think uh, from an individual point of view, Really, the more the clearer we can be around the sort of the critical goals, the the three key key critical priorities, helping people have structure so that they're not distracted and and keeping it simple. I think I I, I refer to the the three C's and the five F's. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but the the three C's refer to you know customer communication collaboration. Those are the three critical things from a work point of view. I think, and the five F's are fitness, family, friends, finances, and your faith. And I think, you know, we really need to rely on some things like that right now to give people some clear and simple things to latch on to. I really like that because at a time when, as we started talking about at the beginning, you know, when you turn on the TV or the news, everything that's coming at you and it's all changing, that you can go back to the basics and that blueprint and have something to focus on, that it's not out of your control, everything. You can actually steer a direction um, with everything else swirling around. That's right, and I think exactly that. We've all had some great training. We've all got some great tools, and, and perhaps we don't utilise those as much as possible. This is the time to um, to dust those off and to bring those out and to really get, get utilising them. And I think also as leaders to try and create some real simplicity and clarity for people so that it's easy for them to see through the forest at the moment. Because, you know, the more positive and the more things we achieve, generally, if we're doing those two things, we're really feeling good about ourselves. And, you know, that's the part that I think we need to orientate people towards at the moment. How can we be Mm. as most positive? What can we achieve in this time so that we feel good? So finally, you sort of answered it just then, but Peter, what are you hopeful for? Well, big picture, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping that the health situation doesn't hockey stick and, a, and you know, starts to abate quickly and that economically we bounce back quickly. And by quickly, I mean, you know, by June kind of thing this year, if we're now kind of into March, that would be the most optimistic, I think, situation. Uh, but I think generally speaking, you know, and these are the sorts of discussions I'm having with with you know, both friends and people that I, CEOs that I work with and people that I admire is, I think people generally feel like this is a really good time to reflect, to 
reset yourself, your own compass in terms of the things that are most important to you to perhaps slow down, sit on the couch, read a book rather than manically moving it at, um, you know, kilometres all of the time. And I, I think, you know, talking about collaboration, really connecting with people and collaborating with people, having really good conversations, really authentic conversations so that we can help each other. And, you know, I think the two other things, uh, we need to be innovative. We really need to use this crisis to be very creative about how can we do things differently and better uh, and what can we offer our customers that's going to be different and better on the back end of this. And I think that's going to require some really significant mindset shifts, both for people coming out of this crisis in terms of their positivity and their ability to let go what's just happened to embrace this requirement to be much more agile and to 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 take new frames in terms of the way that we need to think about the way that we work and and that is going to be a big change for people and then you know organizations like mine um, are going to be really needed I think in terms of what's going to be required coming out of this crisis because uh, um, you know a lot of it's going to be about navigating through change and and it's going to, a lot of it's going to be about effective leadership and and how do you give your best as a leader to bring out the best in others most definitely peter will you come back and um, chat next week and uh, tell us where we are on the compass yeah i'd love to delighted to thanks, thanks very, very much, much susie and take care everyone <laughs>